podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Career Care Package, episode 110. My name is Naishad Gadani, and I'm the co-founder of Career Care Package, uh, uh, you know, LinkedIn Live episodes. Today, we are talking job search strategies, tips and techniques with Karen Thompson. She is the founder of Communicate You. And specifically, we are going to dig into what Karen calls the four secret R's to help you land the job and career of your dreams. But before we do that, let's welcome Caroline Brown. Thanks, Nash. Really excited to be here and to meet you, Karen, and really excited to be digging into those those R's because I'm sure they'll be uh, very ben- beneficial for people and, and helping people set themselves up for success. So yeah. I guess a great place to start would be to get you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell them a bit about the work that you do with Communicate You. Yeah, sure. It's lovely to be here. So thank you both. Um, my career has really been around people and their careers. So I've spent a lot of time um, in recruitment. I've also worked in education in universities and I was um, one of the founding team members um, for Murdoch Executive Education Centre when we set that up for Murdoch University 10 years ago. So that was all around helping, uh, you know, running programs that were aimed at helping build confidence and courage and capability. And um, and I think that's what I wanted to do when I um, founded Communicate You. I mean, I found myself at a, at a turning point. <laughs> um, I, I have had, in the last you know, couple of years, I've had a few uh, health issues. I ended up having a year off work, um, and then I was working for a wonderful company that uh, enabled me to you know, create a, a new role part-time to go back to work um, after uh, I got healthy again. Um, but then, of course, COVID hit in March, and I knew that my role was unsustainable, a part-time role doing business development in the recruitment industry when, when jobs were, <laughs> were just drying up. So um, so I spent a bit of time you know, at home um, doing some baking, <laughs> watching Netflix, <laughs> reading books, and then thinking, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Um, right. And that's when I decided that I would back myself and I would bring together all the, the, the skills and experience and everything that I've done, all the things I love doing, and create my own um, my own business. So I was actually working and talking with a friend who is a, an international um, executive coach, and she sort of said to me, tell me exactly what it is you want to do. And I said, well, what I want to do is I want to help you communicate you. Mm-hmm. And then we looked at each other and went, Oh, that's a pretty good name for a business <laughs> and uh, and that's how communicate you was born i mean i'm a marketer by trade and i'm a writer i love writing um but what i love doing is helping people get the best out of themselves to you know to communicate themselves and and often for mm-hmm. all of us it's the hardest thing to do <laughs> we can sell yeah. products and, and things for other people but when it comes to us we, we see all our flaws 
Um, and sometimes we just need to stop and think about all the good stuff and how we get that out and how we let that shine. Mm. So tell us, it's funny when I was um, reading your LinkedIn profile and, and reading your blog posts, it struck me that one of the things around communicating is making it really easy for the audience to understand concepts and grouping concepts, mm -hmm. kind of themes and models and that kind of thing. So with uh, when I saw the four R's, I thought, well, that's a great way to understand, you know, how to have a successful job search or career really conceptually. So tell us about the four R's and what they are. Okay, well, um, what I would like to say first of all is um, I, I, I can't take full credit for the four R's <laughs> um, about 14 or 15 years ago. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was uh, in a presentation that Greg Savage was doing and anyone who works in, in the recruitment industry would know Greg, he's a legend um, in the recruitment industry having been around for 40 years and, and started and run many businesses. I was lucky enough to work with him twice in my career. Um, so yeah, he, he used to talk about the three R's. So I've updated them and added <laughs> added to them. <laughs> so so the four, you know what I see is the four R's of career success is is your resume, and obviously not not just that piece of paper, but everything that you have done that brings you to where you are in your career to date. So you know your, your education, your work experience, your volunteering, the professional development stuff that you've done, um, you know the associations you're involved with, all that kind of stuff. You know who who are you? Um, and what is your, how is your resume representing you? Um, the second R is relationships, because networking and having a really strong network of supporters is crucial. And, you know, I think nowadays, obviously, with online, um, LinkedIn and um, Twitter and the like, we have an ability to network with people all over the world. So, you know, networking is vital. And I think when it comes to networking, the most important thing to remember is the law of reciprocity. Reciprocity. That's another R that I can't say. Exactly. But yeah, the, the, you know, what you need to do with your network is you need to give more. You just you, you just give and give and give. Um, and and when I say give, it's like I'm a I'm a connector naturally. So if I'm having a conversation with someone and they say this is what they're doing or this is a project or this is where their interest is, I will think of someone, but, oh, you need to meet this person. So I will do introductions. I'll connect them. Um, I'll be thinking about um, you know, a podcast that I've listened to that might be of interest to them or a TED talk that I've seen or a, or a book or an article. You know, the sorts of things that give you the opportunity to follow people up, particularly you know, if you perhaps meet with them at, uh, at a networking event uh, you know, a lot of people have that awkward, like they exchange business cards, they might connect on LinkedIn, but, but what do they do? So it's really about getting to to really know the people within your network. Um, and I always say that the the best time to build your network is before you need it. Mm. Um, you know, I've sort of met with a few people lately who go, oh, yes, I, I've been so busy working, I should have built a network. And now they're perhaps looking for work and they don't really have people that they can talk to to, to ask or, or get referrals from, etc. So, mm. so that is the, um, the second R. The third R is your reputation. Mm. And whatever you do in your career, always do the right thing. Um, the right thing might not always be the easy thing, but do mm. the right thing. Um, do your job well, you know, be well respected, be well regarded, um, and be, build a good reputation, and then never ever do anything to stuff it up. <laughs> So, and obviously today with, um, you know, the digital footprints and things, it's really uh, important to, to know what you're doing, what's what you're saying, be very aware of things and, and make sure that, you know, you're being the authentic you, but 
know, you, you do have a good reputation. Um, and then finally, the final R, which I, which I added, was um, resilience because, you know, just just like <laughs> unprecedented and, and pivot, <laughs> I think resilience is, is going to be one of the, the words of the year in 2020 um, <laughs> because it, it really is important. So many people I know um, in, in a high profile, you know, really good jobs, senior professionals all of a sudden uh, are made redundant or people who are, are losing their businesses through no fault of their own. Um, we need to always you know, look after our, our physical health, our mental health, and, and make sure that we, you know, are, are strong. We, we don't we don't take things too personally. You know, mm. if, a, if a company goes broke and you lose your job, or if they have to if they have to contract and downsize and you lose your job, it's sad. But you know that that's the way things go, and and life isn't always fair, mm. and and it's not always easy. But we just need to be able to make sure that we have the resilience within us. To, to keep going forward and, and looking future and looking to the future and, and being optimistic that you know good times will come again. Um, mm -hmm. We just need to sometimes go through some of the bad times to appreciate the good times. Mm, absolutely. Um, if you've got any questions for Karen, please put them in the comments. If you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this on YouTube and you like what you see, we'd love you to subscribe to the channel. Always got to put that in. So. <laughs> um, and also you can follow the hashtag career care package on LinkedIn to follow more of our updates. Um, Karen, there's like, there's so many good things that you've mentioned just then to, to dig into. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about just because of, of what you mentioned in terms of, you know, having some illness and things like that is the resilience part. And I think that's yeah. really critical for today. What do you think are some really good strategies around that, particularly related to the pandemic in terms of keeping yourself buoyant? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's it's really important to, as I said, look after yourself. Um, I think it's really important to um, you know spend time focusing on um, you know going out for a walk if you if you're allowed to. <laughs> you're not in a <laughs> situation, <laughs> but but getting into nature, um, being able to switch off from electronic devices, being able to sort of get away from things and just sit and be and think and reflect, um, and I think you know taking time to to stop and think about where you are in life, and and you know I know we've got a global audience, um, but you know many of us live here in Australia, and I think you know we're, we're lucky to. Um, to do that, so to so think about where we are and and where we where we want to go to, um, and yeah, so just spend spend some of the time. It's kind of like in, in forced downtime where we can stop and think, and get out of the rat race a little bit, and think about if we're doing what we want to be doing. Mm. You know, is what we're doing bringing us joy? Mm. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I've I've sort of found just. I kind of liked when we were in lockdown and we weren't going out to restaurants and things and we weren't we weren't busy all the time. We, you know, there wasn't events and stuff. We had time to sit and talk and, you know, reacquaint ourselves with our families. And, mm -hmm. and I think we need to sort of look at the positives of, of a really awful situation that the world's in. Mm. That Yeah, that certainly helps. And it's funny, I guess it's also around really being aware of that those signs of overwhelm as well so mm, exactly what, what are you know if you're getting a little bit irritated or snappy or tired or or whatever is yeah. going on probably been doing too much so yeah. And, yeah. and time to remove and i think sometimes you just need to switch off the news yes <laughs> you know exactly. um because i think you know we can get um 
quite depressed when we you know, hear all the sad stories and 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 the the journalists um, who sort of approach things and, and obviously I mean news bad news sounds <laughs> all the good news so they do go in, into a lot of the, the, the um, sad things but you know there's a lot of good news stories that have come out of this pandemic as well and I think we need to sort of focus on those and and find those that the the people who um, have pivoted in their in their businesses and, and doing wonderful things you know, perhaps for the community or doing things a bit differently. Now let's celebrate some of the success stories as well. Mm, absolutely. Nash, you look like you're about to say something. No, no, just reflecting. I was talking to one of my uh, you know client today in the morning and comes from an IT background and he's been struggling to get his uh, food in the door. And and the you know he was you know you could feel that he was absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of study that he's required to do you know you know the amount of thinking that he's required to do and specifically you know he was sharing about how many tabs does he have open on his computer right for different things somebody sends him you know you should read this and then he would go and so he said i've got around 150 tabs open on my on my browser it's like that's overwhelming you know, but, you know <laughs> that's overwhelming it, but but i could i could get a, also understand that he's you know ferociously trying to to learn you know everything that he could in this time because of the gap that he has and it comes from overseas so he has to also bridge the gap that exists in australian market what they are looking for you know and the last one years of gap it was absolutely overwhelming for him and i i think I think if I can also reflect, because as he was talking, I said, look, I can see a lot of things that you are doing. And, you know, I can see myself in you too, uh, you know, about the, 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 the insatiate appetite to learn things. And mm. I, want to, I, want to, I want to buy that course and I want to do that and everything. One of the things that I've, I have made sure in last few months is that the more that I get excited about a course or a certification, I chew the fat on that now purposefully. I don't jump into that. I chew the fat and literally, literally go to the absolutely basic of that to, to and then make the decision, is it worth right now or not? It's worth it. I do understand that. But is it worth investing that into right now? So the sense yeah. of overwhelm, I think, would be absolutely palpable for you know for people and especially people who have lost jobs or who are made redundant i think uh, for them it would be i you could you know i could feel the the emotions um, you know around that one of the things that could always help is having a bit of routine Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and what I did with one of the same plan, I said you have to give me a call eight o'clock in the morning, regardless of the weekend, weekdays. I don't care. You have to give me a call at eight o'clock. He said weekends. I said don't worry about it. Give me a call on the weekends. I wake up early anyway, and I want that that amount of routine. And you know, weeks time he you know he saw that just putting this in routine was was working out for him a little bit, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I can. Sort of, you know, communicate to everyone that try to find at least one or two things that you can routine, like what me and Caroline have been doing. You know, routinely. You know, which started with, uh, you know, with just throwing your head uh, on the other side of the wall. That I'll do that, and then make everything kind of possible around it. So that's my 
um, mm, you know, yeah. kind of take on, and, on some of those habits. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, one of, one of my favourite scenes in um, Alice in Wonderland is when Alice is walking down the road and she comes to a fork in the road and she sees um, the Cheshire cat in the tree and she says to the cat, um, which road do I take? And he says, where do you want to go? And she mm. said, I don't really know. And he said, well, mm. it doesn't matter what road you take. So really that doing that first piece of work where you go, exactly who am I, doing an audit, where am I now? Where, am I, where do I want to be? And then, you know, coming back to what you were saying um, around, you know, all the, the distractions and stuff, it's like, is this course, is this book, is this time that I'm going to invest in this, is this going to help me get on the road that, I'm, that I want to go on? And, mm-hmm. and really going, okay, this is a nice to have, but I don't necessarily need to do it right now. <laughs> so so I, think, I think that's the, you know, getting that, that consolidation of really spending a lot of time thinking, reflecting, um, planning, and getting an idea of where you want to go. Now, that's not to say that, you know, you can say that this is the job I want to get and all of a sudden you're going to get it. You know, there may be a lot of deviations along the way, but having an idea of, of what that long-term goal is, is, um, is really important. You know, where do you want to get to? And who are the people who can help you? So getting back to the four R's, you know, who are the people in your network um, who can help you? So if it's a particular industry that you're interested in, um, you know, the, the good old informational interviews where you can, you know, buy someone a cup of coffee and have a chat. You know, is there someone, if you want to work in advertising, is there someone that you know in the industry or who do you know who knows someone um, who can perhaps do an introduction? Um, mm. I mean, I found so many people, are they, they're really happy to offer you some time. You know, if you say, look, I'm, I'm wanting to find out about, um, you know, it's a particular particular industry or a particular company, you know, I really want to work at, you know, ABC Corporation, whatever it is, um, you know, the opportunity to, to speak to someone there and find out, you know, what, what it's really like, um, mm-hmm. what they do in, you know, uh, in every day, you know, what are the people like that they work with, all that kind of stuff. It's really important things that you can be doing while you're, while you're looking for uh, a new role. It's just you know, getting out there and mm-hmm. um, the more people that you meet, <laughs> the bigger your network gets. And, and I always say with networking, it's not so much who you know, it's who knows you. So, yeah. you know, that's really important um, as well. So being known by more people. Um, mm. and, then, and then they go off and say to their boss or whatever, oh, I met this really wonderful person. You know, they're looking to, you know, to work in this sort of, uh, this sort of role and you, know, you never know. I mean, I, mm. I, I don't want to quote statistics because I know that 90% of statistics are just made up on the spot, but, but there <laughs> is the <laughs> Most Most roles today are not gained through, you know, the general advertising. It's through people and it's through networks, you know, and so that's why it's so important to, to um, really make sure that you've got a strong network of people who know who you are and what you can do and, and that, you, you know, you're constantly, um, you know, building that, that personal brand that you have that uh, people can see. Mm. Alan's got a question um, on resumes, but I actually just wanted to first of, first of all ask you just to dig a little bit deeper into that kind of resilience and well-being aspect again mm. you know Nisha's talking about sort of the overwhelm and the 150 tabs on your computer and what to do next and should I do that and when you're going out and doing that kind of networking um or you know when you're kind of choosing on something what's a sign for yourself what what's a sign that it might be the right path for you is there anything that 
um, you know, your client's experience or that you've experienced that's kind of like an indicator? Um, well, I think, as I said, sort of coming back to the um, to the, the core goals of, mm. of what you want to be doing. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I work in, in marketing um, and I work in careers. So, you know, I look at any particular events or, or groups, LinkedIn um, groups or, you know, LinkedIn connections, where am I going to get the the food that, that I need to feed feed my my desire? So you know, like if, if you know if, if I feel like um, Indian food tonight, I'm not going to go to an Italian restaurant. So you need to go, you know, where 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 you're going to get what you what you need. So um, whether it's you know, associations or, or um, different opportunities, I mean, I I think it's it's really important to perhaps identify. You know the things that you're really interested in, the things that you're really committed to, the things that you want to really want to learn about. You know, um, and I, I think, you know, for me, I sort of stop and I think, okay, well, you know, I I love anything to do with marketing and communications and careers, but I'm also really interested in women in leadership. I'm interested in um, entrepreneurship and innovation, and you know, so it's kind of like maybe sort of spend some time thinking, what are the, the key headlines? that excite you, interest you, uh, you know, are related either to the career that you're in or you want to be in, or it's just a general interest thing. One mm -hmm. of the other things that I that I always say um, everyone should have is a really good um, sense of curiosity because, mm -hmm. you know, when, when you're curious, you just want to find out more and, and know more. And, and as I said, you know, it can be overwhelming <laughs> when you're trying to go, oh, this is good, oh, that's nice, and oh, there's a shiny object over there, I'll go over there. Um, so sometimes you need to... You know, have that. Okay, this is the path that I want to be on, and, and is it really relevant right now? So, mm. yeah. Okay, so Balan's question is: uh, Assuming there are thirty to forty resumes which pass through the ATS, mm -hmm. um, so do all of, all of these or these people are interviewed, or a selected few only? What's the criteria for a second shortlisting? Okay, so assuming that. Resume, let's go back to one of the R's, the resumes. Yep. <laughs> 30 or 40 of them actually get through the RTS, uh, sorry, the ATS. Um, yep. What's then the process for shortlisting? Do you, do you have any insight into, into that? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's, at the end of the day, um, recruitment is about people. <laughs> um, and, and that's why, you know, I always say um, when it comes to resumes, I mean, I, I wrote a, an article many years ago for a, a magazine and about resumes, and, and it was it was you know, the, the title was resumes. What's the goss about you? you know, one of those three-letter acronyms. Um, oh. You know, we're goss, goss standing for a great overarching statement. Um, so you know, like you, if you're reading thirty resumes, um, you're not going to read every single page and every single word and every single detail. Um, resumes generally get skimmed, so that's why. I always say um, you know, the top half of the, the first page is the most important real estate there, and that's where you need to sell yourself. So having a great overarching statement of the profile um, piece is really important. And I think, you know, I've, I've read, read thousands of resumes over the years, and I think sometimes people get a bit confused and they will have um, perhaps an objective and they say, I want this and I want that and, you know, I can do this and all the rest of it. But, you know, what we want is not, the employer doesn't really care what you want. They want you to be able to show what you can do for them. 
So mm. that's where it's sort of really important to, you know, in that that paragraph or two, be able to say who you are um, and why you're the best person for the role. So really, mm. you know, demonstrate in that profile and summary your, your key skills, abilities. Um, so it makes you go, oh, this person sounds really interesting and you want to read on. Because if you, mm. you don't get that, you know, then unfortunately you know, people don't have time to sort of read every every word on every resume. So um, it really is important to make sure you're capturing the attention um, early in the piece with a good profile. Sounds like there's another art sneak in there since we're on the R theme, which is research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you absolutely. Know, and then you're talking about kind of like the, the networking um, aspect of finding your path. So again, what do you think of researchy type questions to ask maybe about a job or maybe, um, you know, in your network if you're trying to find a direction for yourself? Um, you mean like asking your your network yeah. um, specifically? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, ab absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I believe in, in asking your network lots of, <laughs> lots of different things. Um, you know, again, you know, by, build, by building a good relationship with people, I, I, there's so many people around the place that I can pick up the phone and say, you know, hi, it's Karen. I've got mm. a question for you. What do you think about this? And, mm. you know, I'll, they'll give me their opinion. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I often say to people is to, you know, when they're trying to figure out doing some work on themselves and trying to figure out, you know, who they are and how they should present themselves or how they're seen is to actually go to people in their network um, and ask them to give them, a, you know, a few words, say three words about how that that person, that, that former colleague or whatever, how, how would they describe me mm. um, if, they were, if they were talking about me to someone who doesn't know me? So, you know, that, that sort of um, stuff can be really useful as well, being able to you know, reach out to your network and, and help them to almost like idea surf, um, you know, for, for, you, for who you are and how you're seen and, and is how you're being seen, how you want to be seen. Um, you know, and, and then, as I said, when it comes to research in different industries um, or different different sorts of roles, talk to people, talk to people in your network, ask them, say, you know, I'm thinking about going back to university to study and studying to be an accountant. Um, I've never worked in an accountant's office. You know, who do I know who is an accountant or who knows one that you can I said, you know, ideally buy a cup of coffee, at least have a phone chat, um, and get some ideas. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, one of the one of my recent trips to the hairdresser, <laughs> um, she, she she was saying to me that um, her son, who's in year twelve, um, has applied for and been accepted um, into university next year. He is going to be doing um, a surveying course, and I said, oh, does does he know any surveyors? You know, what mm -hmm. what what is it about surveying that interests him? And she said, oh, he just, he's pretty good with technology and you know, someone suggested that that might be a good idea. And it's like, well, I know um, uh, the guy who's a head of people and culture at a very large surveying company. Why don't I ask if it's okay for your son to, to meet with him and perhaps meet with some of the team there? And she mm. was like, wow, really, that'd be awesome. And, and he did, you know, he met with this, this um, HR director and, you know, got a lot of insights. And, and I think that's the thing often, I, mean, I used to do a, a lot of have a lot of conversations working in the university with like students and, and I used to say you know in your in your first year of university that's when you need to be really sort of finding out about the industry that you're going to enter and that's when you should be joining industry associations and things like that so that you can go to events you can, you can check out the um, the publications and stuff that are relevant 
Um, and then, you know, by the time if you're doing, a, say, a three-year degree, if you've been part of an association for three years, you've kind of like been in the industry for three years. Mm. So you, know, you don't get to the end of your degree and then go, oh, I've got a piece of paper, now what do I do? Mm. You know, and, and, then, and then they start in, in roles and they go, I really hate this <laughs> because they didn't really know what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> I, Can I say, uh, you know, get on on the same line. One of my client who came from a construction contracting contract administration background, and I told him the same thing. I said, look, you know, this this was probably two three years back, and I said, you got to be, you know, start become more active in your association. I say, you there will be a very niche. Very small, uh, you know, you know, people who work together for the betterment of your vocation, and that's what he started to do. So he, you know, joined that association and went into a couple of, uh, you know, events for them, and then there was an opportunity mm -hmm. to become a committee member for some event, and there were some events or something. So he just put his hand up and say, "Yep, I'll do that yep. anyway. I'm not doing anything else. So I'll help you out with setting up events and blah blah blah." And then he was in the event and people will come and ask, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, how come you're here, everything. That lined him up for one interview, landed a job within yeah, two months exactly. of time. And with least amount mm. of effort, with least amount of effort. And also that 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 also then helps him to, to learn about the industry from inside out. Exactly. Then he knows who's the movers and shakers of the industry, where people are moving into yep. and everything. And that is, I think, that is fantastic way to to get into. You know, I'm I'm you know, optimistic right now, Victoria. It's difficult for you to hmm. to to get into in physical space, but I'm pretty sure all the associations such as yep. Engineers Australia to Australian Computer Society to CPA to supply chain management body, mm -hmm. everyone would be running their virtual events yeah, right now. I they, think this is still a great idea. Are. Yeah, and I think I think at the moment it's often um, there's a lot of there's a lot of webinars, there's a lot of free stuff. You know, it's probably it's probably better now in lots of ways to be able to get access to to speakers and um, and information that you wouldn't have been able to get previously. You know, where where it might have been a um, Ticketed, ticketed event and it might have been you know, $50 or $80 for a ticket and you know, people go, oh, I can't afford to pay that. But they'll do webinars where they, they often are speaking for free. And so, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've just been quite attached to my computer because there's just been so much <laughs> that you can, can absorb and learn. Um, it's been wonderful. Couple of questions, okay, mm -hmm. from I think somebody who's watching on Facebook, so I apologize for not using your name, but hello all, where to make connections? I really struggle in this part, um, cannot make connections, uh, or better saying whatever I deliver is expected or even over deliver. It is quiet and doesn't come to the eye of workplace people. I'm not sure. I think the question is, yeah, how to, how to make connections and genuine yeah. connections what i guess and i think that you know that's a really good question because people really do struggle with um you know okay there's someone on linkedin and they look really interesting mm -hmm. how do i actually approach that person to start a conversation or start a start a friendship or start a some sort of relationship mm -hmm. um with yeah. that and, and i think that's the thing it's like um it's a matter of looking at, at you know, who you're connected with, who your connections are connected with, um, and who you might like to be connected with. I mean, LinkedIn has um, the ability to follow people um, as well as connect with them, and, and often people will, will follow someone, you know, it's like 
you know, Richard Branson, for example, you know, we're not all going to connect with him, <laughs> but you, know, you might want to follow what he what he says and, and what he does. But but you also have the ability to follow people um, who are you know mere mortals <laughs> um, who might say interesting things. But but I think too, it's a matter of looking, you know, at um, perhaps your your alumni network so you know school and university networks um you know i i went to to murdoch university anyone who you know sends me a connection request and it always ends with a connection request you know a little mm. bit of a, um, a, a personalized invitation saying you know, why you want to connect with someone but anyone who's who's a fellow alumni um who you know wants to connect with me and says you know I mean, I'll often do it. I'll see someone and, and, and they're a Murdoch alum and I'll, so I'll reach out and I'll say, you know, I love what you, I love the content you're sharing on, on LinkedIn. I see that you're a fellow Murdochian, um, you know, let's connect. And it's kind of like looking for what the mutual mutual connection is to start with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it's, um, you're a, a, a young marketer, maybe you've just graduated or whatever, but you're looking at who's sharing really interesting um, content in, in the marketing field and saying to, to someone, you know, look, you know, I, I like, you know, I like what you're sharing. I'd like to connect with you. Um, and and what you can do is, you know, obviously make some connections and then feel free to send a message every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, you don't you don't need to connect and forget. Um, you know, see see what people are sharing on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, you can you can be if you don't want to share a lot of your own content, you can be a curator. You know, you can see someone's you know, someone shared an interesting article, or you know, it might be a Harvard Business Review article you've looked at. You know, you can share that with a little bit of commentary. You know, like I found mm. it might be simple. I found this really interesting. You know, um, and and then you know by by liking um, things and by commenting on things on LinkedIn. You know, it, it it all helps build your profile. People will go and say, "Oh, who's this? You know, John Smith, who's you know, who's liked some of the things that I've written or I've shared." Um, mm. You know, and, and that's sort of how you build. You know, start building connections. Mm. You know, you you look and you and you share and you you talk and mm. you be friendly and you be real and you and you don't send someone a LinkedIn request and then five minutes later send them a sales message. <laughs> It's about you know getting to know yeah that, exactly it's yeah. about getting to know people um, yeah. and and being being real. You know it's a funny thing just on that note because um, I get so many LinkedIn invitations with no the, from people that I don't know and I'm mm. I am happy to connect with people mm. but I nobody like one in a hundred I reckon put a message in that connection yeah. request and yeah. sometimes that message that one in a hundred is just hi, do you want to connect? And even, even you know, if, if somebody said to me, there is, here's why I'd like to connect with you, Carol, and I saw you shared an article and I really related mm. and connected to that, um, they stand out. And so Absolutely. Yep. that in mind, that it's just yep. so, it's 300 characters, you can actually write quite a lot in that, you know, mm. that 300 characters around what is it in their profile that's interesting, like you say, or mm. what, what you shared yep. that you genuinely find interesting. And, you, you know, you will stand out um, in, in that respect as well. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think too, you know, again, um, talking about standing out, you know, making sure before you go off and try and connect with a bunch of people that your profile looks good. Your yes. profile is complete. Yeah. You have that photograph with your smiling face. Um, you have a, you know, a detailed about section. It's kind of like if, I, if I'm going to look at your profile because you want to connect with me, I want to see who you are. I want to see 
what you've done, you know, that I want to see that you're a real person <laughs> um, and that, you know, that, uh, uh, that there is, you know, there's, there, there is something, there's some substance to a profile and it's not just a, you know, a computer generated scam <laughs> potentially sitting there, you know, waiting to get into the network. You know, it's, um, I want to see a re the real you. The end of the day there's people on the other side of the profiles and sometimes we yeah. forget that i think so yeah yeah um okay do you want me to do you want to pick up the questions Nash, or uh yeah so we got a question from muhammad uh, muhammad welcome um uh what about connecting with people during the covid lockdown in melbourne when i'm trying to approach people they advise me to apply online and second those who are in the industry really busy with their jobs and not even checking out their LinkedIn uh, profile as well. So they don't have time to use LinkedIn. So how do we connect with them? It's a very interesting question because I think I think that's right. I think, uh, you know, we assume that a lot of a lot of people are, are, are sitting on LinkedIn 24 seven. They are not a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I, in my experience, when I reach out to people for and shamelessly asking them to come on this amazing LinkedIn live show, I think people take their own time to respond and mm. I, I think it is just that people just because I have when I was in India I had time of my life and I had mm. nothing else to do apart from doing this LinkedIn life so I would reach out to many many people and just because I had have time doesn't necessarily mean that the everyone else is as yeah. uh, you know as available as uh, you know I was. So I think that's a very interesting one. Yeah, I was gonna say I think maybe maybe that's where a bit of resilience comes into it as well. Um, you know, um, but LinkedIn isn't the only method of communication in 2020. Really? You know, if, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if there is, you know, if you if, there's, if you know that there's someone that you want to um, connect with, um, as I said, you know, see who you may know who may know that person. Um, you know, have a look on their uh, their company website if you know where they work. You know, often you can pick up the phone and call people and say, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I'm such and such. Um, you know, I, I was was looking at things online, or you know, I, I've noticed that uh, you know you're the uh, the head of uh, IT, you know, for for this particular company. Um, you know, I've, I've been um, doing a bit of research around the company, but I really would love to to get some input from from someone on the ground there, you know, they might say no. And that's why I said, that's where you, you know, you're resilient or you, they, you might leave messages and they won't call you back. And you just got to sort of toughen up and move on to the next, you know, the next person. But yeah, you can call them, you can email them. Um, you know, as a link, LinkedIn is a, is a great um, tool, but it's not the only, not the only tool. Um, you know, so, so think, think differently, think outside the box, um, you know, even, even if you find their email address, I think it is it is still a good chance for you to whatever that you are going to send on an email, whatever you know, mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, you are still welcome to do that on email. And secondly, mm -hmm. if I can also put it that way, I think you know this is my uh, you know my view, and I can I just have got anecdotal evidence uh, mm -hmm. you know say that we don't really cast our net wide enough uh, with people. Yeah. So what yeah. do I mean by that? Let's say that if you're just take an example of a business analyst. If you're looking at a role as a business analyst, just in just in Melbourne, there might be 5,000 business analysts, right? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. how many of you are connected with if you're just getting satisfied with 5 10 15 20 25 i think you're missing the point completely i mm -hmm. think you're going to go really wide within yeah. within the kind of area of interest for you and and mm -hmm. there's one thing more that i think you know karen you touched upon i i think there is a there's an emerging concept around uh, you know, a lot of the organizations are now thinking of, they're not doing strategic planning, but they are doing strategic intent. And I think that is, that is a very powerful, powerful term to use in our career too. We got to have an intent about this is the direction that I want to go into. You may not know exactly what role and which will you lead, but having that intent that I want to work in accounting or I want to work in business analyst, uh you know or i want to work in blockchain technology having that intent and then going into this you know mm. then you'll be able to cast your net a little, a little bit wider and also you know find interesting people that you would normally not don't see before and one yeah. of the easiest way that i you know i you know when i coach my clients i say if you're looking at a role as a business analyst i can give you 50 more companies than you've ever thought of and they say how do you know that I said, go and check business analysts in Melbourne and just try to find out, you know, people who work in different, different companies, check their, check their career graph, which companies did they work for? And you'll be surprised to know that even smaller IT companies and smaller companies also employ business analysts, for example. And you'll be able to say, wow, this is another way for me to really cast my net wider a little bit. So I think that is, that is what I'm coming from is to come, if you come from a abundance you know mm -hmm. then you'll end up finding them but if you stick with you know 10 people who said nah we i don't want to talk to you well you know the 10 people is not really a room uh you know yeah. for you to bounce you know sort of not to pursue further exactly and and it's amazing you know people generally love talking about themselves so you know <laughs> if, if if someone you know rings and asks or, or sends an email or sends a LinkedIn message and said, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing some research. I'm, I really want to find out about things. I've looked at your LinkedIn um, profile. It looks like you've had a fascinating career. I'd really love to, you know, to, to spend a bit of time on the phone or buy you a cup of coffee and, and have a chat and learn um, some of the things that you did and perhaps get perhaps get some of your wisdom. <laughs> like do a bit of ego stroking and it's amazing <laughs> where, you know, where you get. <laughs> it's funny with that. Um, I do this thing called the Straight to Shortlist Challenge and it's in that kind of informational interviewing space. And if you, people make a lot of mistakes when they reach out to people, but if you actually tell tell people in the email the information that you'd like to find from them or mm. like quite specific questions, then yep. people actually exactly. know what that's about. So it's just another hack, I reckon, that's really, would be really relevant to people at this time. It, on LinkedIn, there are lots of people that are, I call hubs. So they're the people that have a lot of connections in your space. And often when people are networking actively on LinkedIn or they're in charge of a group or they're putting out content and they're connecting people, they're people that can almost shortcut your introductions to other people because um, they know the value of networking. And quite mm. often people have on their profile, reach out and connect. And guess what? <laughs> they want you to reach out and connect. So... <laughs> Yeah. Now we've got a couple of other questions in here. I just thought would be useful um, to bring up. Um, I think, Bellin, we kind of covered your question. I feel like it's more 
like having hope and goodness that somebody will help you sail through tough times. Otherwise, no matter how many contacts you have, there's hardly any help except for the fact that someone knows you personally. I think it just might be helpful to know that like a lot of my clients have been networking on LinkedIn with people that they don't know during lockdown. Mm -hmm. People still are saying yes to connecting and meeting. So it's a little bit slower than it normally has been. But they are, they are still saying yes, and I think it's just a time to cut people a little bit of slack as well with what Nash was saying, that not everybody is hovering over LinkedIn to say mm. yes to your request. Yeah, um, yeah so just, just to cut people a little bit of slack. But hopefully that those tips that Karen shared and, you know, that tip around what Nash had shared about casting the net really wide but also hacking so to speak, and finding somebody that's got connections and look like they network, that might actually help help yeah. you as well. And I think that's that's the thing. I think there are you know there are super connectors. Mm. <laughs> you know that's that's a word. Um, but you know, I mean, a lot of the clients that I work with, and I'll have conversations with them, and they'll say, you know, I've done, I've, I've been working in um, you know, the oil and gas industry, um, but I would really like to to, to pivot and um, and move into the sustainable energy um, area so it's like you know i i then will have a look at, at my network and go okay well you know here's three or four people that i know who are in this industry and i'll introduce them to them um and and you know nine times out of ten well probably nine and three quarter times out of ten they'll say yeah sure <laughs> you know obviously sometimes it might be look i'm in, in the middle of a major project i don't have the time to to, mm. you know, to, de- to dedicate to talking to someone but most of the time people are as I said at least willing to have a phone conversation or a zoom chat or whatever mm. uh, but like you say carolyn the the ability to be able to say well, this is what i'm looking for you know i'm looking for specific industry you know industry insights so i can see how my um, skills and experience is transferable into your industry um, and I'd like to to get an understanding of the current trends um, whatever it is just putting it putting it out there you know I I think sometimes we we make assumptions we make assumptions about people and think oh they're too important they're too busy Um, but in reality all you have to do is ask and they Mm. might say no or you might not hear from them. You might send an email and it goes into the never, never world where all those job applications go to as well that you never hear back from. But, yeah. you know, just just ask the question. The worst that can happen is, is they say no and sometimes you might be really surprised at where the conversation often, goes. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, often people don't say yes because they actually look at the email and go, I don't know, A, I, I don't think I'm the person that can help you. Like it's a mis- misplaced mm-hmm email and B, I don't think I can help you like I can't answer those, those questions and then there is the yes I, I don't I never you know I'm too busy and I never answer those or I'm just too busy like I am too busy I can't even think in that headspace there's all those sorts of things that um, you know go on in the mind of somebody that's you know receiving an email yeah. Um, and, and that's where it's always good if you know if you can have someone do an introduction for you, <laughs> you know. So you know you're you're much more likely to to get a response, or even if they don't do an introduction, if someone says, you know, um, look, you know, Carolyn, I think the best person you can speak to is Joe Smith, and mm. and you send a message to Joe Smith saying, you know, Carolyn Brown said that you're the best person to speak to in this space, you know mm. that name dropping if you like it just goes oh okay someone's talking about me or someone's recommended me so that perhaps even has a bit more insight than just you know i'd like to pick your brains Mm, yeah 
Absolutely. We've got, uh, you know, I think we're about to wrap up. Uh, the question is around if the connection request is sent through mobile. Mm -hmm. Uh, no message can be sent. Um, uh, it can be, computer, but I think you are able to. Yeah. 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 Yep. It, it, yeah, it can be. If you if you go to the um, instead of just pressing the connect, if you go to more and select the um, you know, send send in, invite with message or whatever, yeah. you can write a write a message. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, so yes, you can. Absolutely. You can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Look, you know, Karen, thank you very much for joining us all the way from Perth. Obviously, you didn't have to travel. Uh, but thank you very much. You know, we really appreciated the time and, and the wisdom that you shared. Now, if people want to learn more about your contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, um, send me a message. <laughs> I mean, I, I too will connect with people who, who you know, um, who send me a connection request without a message, but I much prefer if there is a message with it. Um, and, and they look like a real person. Um, so yeah, send me, send me a connection request. Um, my website is under development. So, um, so quite really looking there because all you'll see is something my logo and something exciting is coming soon but i do have a um a company page on um, linkedin as well for communicate you but uh yeah feel free to to connect and i'm always happy to to share and um help with people where i can fantastic well thank you very much uh you know karen Caroline, anything else you want to add to before we wrap this up just uh Fantastic to have you, Karen, and, and sharing um, all your wisdom and insights and the four R's. So, um, and a couple of extra that we snuck in there. So we'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have a whole alphabet of R's soon. <laughs> I think. So, four is a nice number. Um, don't forget to subscribe if you're on, watching this on YouTube. Follow the hashtag career care package. Tomorrow we're back to ask us anything. So, come with your questions. We were doing a resume review, um, I think it was Monday, wasn't it, Naish? So I'm happy to do some live resume reviews if you want us to take a look at yours. And yeah, I'll throw over to you, Naish. Thank you very much, everyone. And yes, we'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. We'll do this uh, again. And tomorrow would be an open floor. You can bring us your questions about job search, career, interviews, LinkedIn, uh, you know, and also if you, as, as Caroline mentioned, if you want us to review your resume, um, you know, on on LinkedIn Live, feel free to send it to us. You don't have, we will probably, you know, remove all the private bits and keep it as that someone from our listener has sent it. So to avoid any embarrassment uh, as well, but feel free, you don't have to. But it would be it would be great to get to see you all of you tomorrow. And yes, if you are in Victoria, uh, mask up. Don't get out of home after eight o'clock. If you are in anywhere else, like Karen, you know, enjoy <laughs> your uh, day yeah, or Karen. evening. And, and and we will see you uh, tomorrow after twenty three hours. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode, 
or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic please reach out to us we would love to do that until next time be well